Hello, wrestling fans, and welcome to the latest edition of the 2300 Pod. Nate Maxson here with you, your host. And, of course, I'm joined by my brother, Aaron. Hey. And Mr. Chad Austin from ECW. Chad, welcome to this week's edition of the show once again. Word up, guys. We are uh, exploring this week the episode from May 4th of 1993 of ECW. It's a doozy. It's we definitely might have to put some lipstick on this pig, but... It, uh, uh, the word doozy, it, how many times has that been thrown around in, in, in the short life of this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think every week. It's going to be the doozy okay. pod for the first six months. <laughs> the what a doozy pod, reliving early ECW. Before we start the show, before we start talking about the, the show we watched, though, this week, I had a question for you guys. On the social medias today, I saw this thing, and I just thought it'd be an interesting question to ask because I had an answer immediately. But I saw a meme that said, if the year 2020 was an alcoholic beverage, what would it be? And the first thing that came to my mind was, the year 2020 is a four loco. <laughs> Do you ever have one of those god-awful things? <laughs> no. No. Oh, oh so, so you're going you're going with the route that it's got to be bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it doesn't have to be bad. If you've loved it, you can make it a Jack and Coke. But <laughs> uh, no, I haven't loved it. Uh, I was I would probably say Hennessy. <laughs> uh, tequila. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> oh, I love. Oh, come on, man. I, I'll take me some tequila. I know, but after you're done with it, you feel like shit. You know, <laughs> <laughs> tequila I, is an evil mistress. <laughs> I never, I never get hangovers, man. I've, I haven't I, had. One I don't either, unless I'm doing it. tequila. <laughs> tequila fucks well, me I, up. Man. I never, I just never do. I, I've, I, I never know what it's like to wake up in the morning and be all. Oh, I just, I just keep going. <laughs> just keep plugging. I keep through. I keep making the towns, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron and I are in retail, so we keep making those towns too. You just gotta yeah, keep on going. <laughs> you keep making them sales. Yes, making them sales. <laughs> Bags under the eyes or not. We're we're yeah, <laughs> we're right. troopering in there. <laughs> so so at, at at this point, are we are are we talking about are we expecting this to be out of the Cabrini college? Well, see, I Maybe. thought that's where we were headed last week. I felt that way, and then when I when I turned the show on, there's my friends Sully and Stevie, and we're still in Cabrini. <laughs> yeah, this is the like I told Chad before we started recording. This is the last week of it, though. I do believe because they said the next tapings were at the, the ECW Arena. arena. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, we don't return to Cabrini because this is a terrible place to have a wrestling show. It seems like. Well, considering I'm only a few months away from debuting, I don't remember even go. I've never been there, so no, this has to be a one and done. I thought about looking up Cabrini College just to see. You know, you know is it is it is a community college or what is it? Or is yeah, Chris Rock qualification to getting in there? <laughs> or is Chris Rock said a community college, a disco with books? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Um, So, go ahead, Aaron. I was going to say, we start with Jay Sully and Stevie Wonderful, and Jay Sully looks like a fucking idiot. (laughs) The the yellow cover bun and tie. (laughs) Oh, tie. Yellow? I've never even seen anybody wear a yellow cover bun and tie. (laughs) Never my wedding. (laughs) (laughs) And he just looks so damp. Wearing that tuxedo. 
Well, they, they both look stupid. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't mean that in like, well, yeah, I guess I do. Um, like the, the way Stevie Wonderful kept shaking his head to make his hair fluff. You know, <laughs> like, and then and after we after we all discovered that he's not even a talent, you know, he was like, the, what did you say he was? The camera the sound guy, the, sound and, guy. And, and the thing is, <laughs> the thing is, usually when somebody does something like a couple times, they get better. The guy got worse. <laughs> he's like, getting pretty. Yeah, I, I, I actually have it. Getting my, worse. I, have, I have in my notes. He's progressively getting worse. Worse. Like, <laughs> well, maybe he gonna... maybe he's being booked that way because because you. <laughs> Because apparently the end is coming really soon. Thanks, <laughs> so, You know, maybe maybe Gilbert's just saying, just go out there and just say this. Just fuck off, whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, I mean, I don't even like, know his background. Maybe we should do a whole show, entire show, I, on Dave Sully. Stevie, <laughs> Stevie Wonderful looks like Diamond Dallas Page, and um, Oliver Humperdinck had a baby and peed on. That's what he looks yeah, like. Isn't that Joey Janela? <laughs> Stevie Wonderful's Joey Janela's dad. (laughs) Stevie Janela. All right. We've got to the root of the matter. Uh, So I know we brought up a couple of times. I think it was last week or the week before that we were uh, joking, obviously. Where is the cosmic commander? Um, So because of what I do, because it's what I do, of course, I had to dig into the cosmic commander a lot. And surprisingly, not a lot to find about the cosmic commander. But apparently he was he was a an East Coast wrestling manager. Obviously, the gimmick was supposed to be a takeoff of the Grand Wizard, and yes, Aaron, he did die in 2013 in a motorcycle accident. So, wow, didn't the Grand Wizard die in 1983? <laughs> no, I'm talking about the Cosmic Commander. <laughs> no, I'm saying didn't the Grand Wizard die in ninety in 83? 80, yeah, yeah, 83. Wow, that's and he, and he died in what 2013. All right, well, that's a three. Yeah. That's 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 kind of cosmic commanderish. <laughs> he must have been wearing his. He must have not been wearing his big hat when he crashed. Yeah, yeah. Feed it <laughs> off the curb, and that was it. Should have been wearing that like big a, hat. Do you think he had a real helmet on, but he had the other hat on over top of the helmet? <laughs> Probably would have lived. Then he just would have been like Gary Busey. <laughs> He'd been all right. Right. That'd been great. <laughs> the cosmic beauty. All right, but don't we have um? It, it, this is where Todd Gordon came out and said mentioned about how uh well they showed the recap from like last week where he didn't like make Eddie Gilbert or Eddie Terry Funk tap out. They weren't going to show all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. And isn't this is where Todd Todd Gordon came out and said that they got a what? What they have an interview from Terry Funk or something? Yes. Yeah, and then, and then we yeah. and then we go to the so, double cross ranch. He also, he also said he and Eddie Gilbert grew up together, which was weird. Is that a shoot? <laughs> uh, Gordon, he said that him and Eddie Gilbert grew up together. Oh, I don't have any idea about that. I, I didn't well, even, no, it's I, obviously I, it's obviously not true, but he's just said it anyway. <laughs> but, where where do you think Terry Funk was if this is the last taping of the Cabrini College? When was this taped? And was this taped after the tapings and just a tape was sent in and he just inserted it or was it taped before? Maybe, maybe because there's actually a couple of times in the show that I have written down that when they were producing this show, um, I don't think the producers had a very good, uh, what do I want to say? 
Um, Sense of time or something? Yeah, yeah. Like they, well, they didn't have a good continuity going on. There's a couple times in this show really? where it's, yeah. <laughs> I know you're surprised, Aaron, but <laughs> so maybe I don't know if this was maybe maybe last maybe the reason they didn't show the video last week was because they didn't have it yet. I don't know because if you notice last week he alluded to the fact that they were going to watch the video, and then they never did show the video. Yeah, and the video isn't. I love Terry Funk, but the video is not that good. It's like, like, w, it's like WWE comedy. <laughs> Clyde? <laughs> Come on, Clyde was Clyde was classic. <laughs> this, is the first, this, wasn't the, my, this wasn't my favorite Funk moment, in my opinion. <laughs> no, clearly not. The fart joke punchline was kind of funny, you know. <laughs> you, looked at, you, you looked at really your breath exactly the same. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was it was a little bit hokey funny, but yeah, I got it. I mean, he should have been just, like, "Is that Eddie? Is that you or Hunter Q. Robbins?" <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> you remember a couple shows ago where he made a reference to him? Remember that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Caught it, told his best thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so the promo overall, he's just describing the match, which was kind of weird because they had not yet announced that it was going to be that kind of a match or anything. So that kind of comes out of the blue. That's why I'm saying, like, I don't think that. I, um, so did we gather last week that last week was the end of the taping or that this was going to be the end of the no, taping? I thought I thought last week was the end of the taping because they didn't have enough footage to fill the whole entire hour. Remember? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I noted the time. But they must have t- t- saved something. Jesus, how long was the show? Like, <laughs> and how long how did many, it feel? <laughs> how many shows are we on now? We're on, like, what, five weeks this is, already? This is this? five weeks, yeah. And they've been at the same Cabrini College? <laughs> Jesus. Some of them kids graduated by now. This is real time. <laughs> the kid that drew the ECW artwork has graduated since Jeez, then. So now we yeah, roll that, into – oh, go ahead. No, I was like, I mean, are we getting ready to talk about uh, there's a tag team match? Yes, it is. Uh, it is JT Smith. Sorry, guys. No, that's all right. It is JT Smith and Glenn Osborne against Eddie Gilbert and Don Morocco. And Don looks mighty puffy in this, uh, oh, yeah. in this match. <laughs> I mean, I, I, my, my pen was running out of ink when I was writing notes, but I just had to fucking find a pen to write this where I wrote Morocco is. And it is where it comes in black sharpie. So lazy. <laughs> like, I, dude, I would, I would hate to be a job guy against Morocco in this time period. Because it's like working when I worked with Snooker. It was just so bad. And I could just see Morocco being the same way. Just being like, he just, he wants to hit you and it expects you to lay there for an, an hour. <laughs> yeah, he's just walking around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, he was. Yeah, it was all. I've seen Abdul. I've seen Abdullah the butcher more mobile than this is a shame too, for this match. It's a shame too because Morocco is one of my favorites. Ever. Well, he's one of my yeah, definitely one of my favorite promos. And anything, anything Morocco before what probably eighty seven is gold. You know, I, I love I love Morocco's. Um, I, I would say in the early eighties because I don't. I only have a few stuff things from him from like the seventies. But his stuff in the, his eighties, his avant-garde bumps, like mm-hmm. a la Adrian Adonis, mm-hmm. it just, it's like rare bumps. You don't see guys taking bumps like that. 
and that's what makes it that much more special, you know. But it got mm-hmm. to the point where it was Ric Flair in the corner spot because right. yeah. you know it, when when Morales would would make his would blow his comeback and he would come back on Morocco. Eventually, he was getting punched and he was going to dive through the ropes, you know, kind of spot that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Well, yeah, his his uh, ability to like come up with that stuff was fantastic. Yeah, he he was a great talent back in the day, but. This was just so much past his prime. I mean, he's, it's, he's there for the check. That's what he's doing. Well, yeah, I don't, yeah, I, I guess he was. I mean, he <laughs> wasn't doing much more. I mean, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and I put down in here, like, the <laughs> – was that supposed to be a hot tag? Because if that was, that was the worst. Uh, when when JT makes his tag to uh, to uh, Osborne, it was the worst hot tag in the history of wrestling. It, well, was, it was lackluster, and then Osborne's come in and come back was the most lackluster. He tried to I've get people. Seen. He tried to do the get everybody fired up thing, and they were just looking at him. Yeah, it yeah, was. It's and, like Mick Foley says in his book about his car. I tried to fire the mother up, and the mother wouldn't fire. Yeah, <laughs> these God. people. The show I, I was, just wrote. I just wrote, huh? Tag, <laughs> like, because I, I, I didn't, I didn't know if that was the hot tag. Or <laughs> that's not. exactly. Yeah, I was thinking that too. I was like, well, this match must be a lot longer because there's no way that's the hot tag. <laughs> but sure enough, wasn't then Paul E like come in like right around there? Yeah, it was. It was maybe. Yeah. It was maybe a minute and a half after that when Paul E comes right. in. And and I'll say this though. I mean, <clears throat> for everything that's bad about this match, um. JT Smith, man, that dude can take a hell of an ass kicking. Yep, I think <laughs> he's a he's a salesman. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, JT. I've always had great uh, praise for JT, and when I hear him on the shoots, he talks pretty decent about me because we never had any cross things. But like I said a few weeks ago, that guy shouldn't be doing acrobatic maneuvers like he does. You know, because you, 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 you've seen it. He would mm-hmm. he would have never been that guy in the FBI, right? That does all that he falls off the top rope. Had he not done it previously before, before rebuild, he it, can, is it easy to say though? If this was one TV taping, okay, if we're if we've asser- if we've asserted that this was one whole like all of this is one night. At this point, he's he's probably the hardest worker in the promotion, isn't he? I mean, from everything we've seen. No, I think uh, Jay Sully is. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, as many as many wardrobe room, changes and everything for Jay Sully. He's putting in well, the work. I mean, well, you also got to consider. I, I would say Glenn Osborne as well. Like Glenn Osborne's been on every single show, and he's mm-hmm. been in a higher profile match. I would, I would, I would just say. Mm-hmm. But, but one thing I wanted to say about the um the tag team matches about Glenn Osborne is that he didn't want to um. Like he didn't want to bury Glenn Osborne. That's why he had Paulie run in during that during that finish. You know, because how right. many times in the past couple of weeks has Glenn been buried, but they put him over as being the top. You know, yeah. I guess yeah. he was a babyface. So yeah, he he took care of him in that finish. And we did, unfortunately we didn't get to hear a a fired up promo by Mister Osborne, Grr. but we did get. And we did get a promo from Pauly after the uh, making his ECW debut here after the after the match. I guess this is a, a significant point in the history of ECW. Pauly Dangerously's first appearance, and uh, 
He has to make he has to make lemons into lemonade with this promo describing his little unit that he's got there. But uh, oh, what do you guys think? He said he was uh, going to put ECW out of business. It took him seven years, but he did it. <laughs> Dude, that's exactly what I wrote. I wrote. I said Paulie saying he's going to put ECW out of business. Oh my god! <laughs> it took him seven years. That's the I didn't know how many years it was, but yeah, I was just like, oh my god, he that's, is Nostradamus. <laughs> that's the longest uh, wait for a heel to uh, to make do on his promise ever in the history of wrestling, I yeah. guess. And nobody ever capitalized on it. <laughs> you know, nobody ever used it. Like, why, why couldn't Retribution use it? <laughs> and how the fuck are they on the draft? <laughs> yeah, and how, how? why do they have contracts? It's so stupid. <laughs> Yeah, I want Retribution to come over to my my company and, and fuck shit up. Just, you know, this you know, what what the fuck? But any, anyway, Paulie and, 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 and two times two times during this, Jay Sully calls him Paulie Dangerous. Paul e. Dangerous, yes, I have that yeah. written down too. Paulie Dangerous. <laughs> I, I just job, thought that Jay was Sully. tremendous because I mean I don't know when the first time you guys got cell phones. And I know when the first time I got cell phones, and I know the first time that, that I seen cell phones was way after Paulie is carrying around that home cordless phone. Mm-hmm. That he must <laughs> he must have had to come take his the station part and plug it into the back of the arena, like everywhere he goes, <laughs> because it's not a cellular phone; it's just a cordless phone. Yeah, it's you know? yeah. so the cordless he, phone. He, he can get reception. That's unbelievable. And he, and he was he was carrying that back in the eighties, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I think that was think- like. I think technically, I think technically, the only person that had um that had cell phones back in the eighties was Heart Heart, (laughs) Heart to Heart. Zach Morris had one. Oh, that was (laughs) nineties though. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, (laughs) but damn, Paul E. Man, what the hell? I think the first, technically, the first cell phone, I guess, in my life was me and Aaron's mom had one of those, uh, the bag car phone. Remember the car oh. phone in the bag? Yeah. <laughs> she had one of those big fuckers that we lugged around everywhere. But uh, I, I remember, <clears throat> I remember I was on, I was traveling, I was traveling with Ian Rotten one time. We were going from Baltimore to, I think, Indianapolis somewhere, or Evansville or whatever. And it was the first time we'd been on a plane that had uh, a, a, telef- a cell phone. And Ian was like, hey, I'm going to call Axel. And the lady was like, it's like $32 a minute or something. <laughs> and he goes, well, I'm just going to call and say hi. <laughs> and the next thing you know, he's on the phone going, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to be in this town tonight. And then, and then I, I forgot what his bill was, but he was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's just like you never open the mini bar in the hotel room, you know, hidden. <laughs> oh, no. I, I always have money for that. <laughs> so the next thing is a promo from Hunter Hugh Robbins. Right after Paulie's promo, we go into Hunter Hugh Robbins. It's like the <laughs> best least, times. At least there wasn't a Homer and Bar Simpson. Yeah, yeah. The, wasn't the best of times and the worst of times right now. <laughs> Jesus Christ! This will be your last shot at the tag team championship. <clears throat> yeah, that angle. I mean, I, I we'll talk about where it's going, I guess, in a, a few minutes. But man, that, that there's a, there's a lot you could do with that angle. They just did it way too fast, man. I don't, you know, that's a, mm-hmm. that's an angle you could drag out. And I don't know why. I don't know whether it's just they want to get rid of uh, the Super D's or Hunter or or, or 
it's Stetson and fucking winners. Why can't they have a if the winner and the loser of the match leaves town? <laughs> <laughs> and loses uh, their hair. And Hunter gets a and Hunter gets a, Hunter gets a breath mint. <laughs> All these stipulations wrapped up in one. <laughs> Certs on a pole. Um, yeah, get rid of them all. The the and then did you guys notice the the uh, upside down promotion here? Because during the interview, Hunter says that this will be Wits, Winters and Stetson's last mat last title match. But then during the match. Um, Stevie Wonderful says this is going to be this the this is going to be Hunter or this is going to be Winters and Stetson's last title match. You heard it here first. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like they, ins- it's like they. I don't know. You heard it. You know, I just heard it about two minutes ago. <laughs> I think I think is where I wrote. Uh, this is bad for so many reasons. <laughs> like like I mean, because here's the way I I looked at it, and then right after that I wrote Stevie has to go. Um, um, because these guys have had um, pretty much a feud for the last few weeks, right? Right. But they continue to do traditional wrestling matches. Nothing has escalated escalated as far as their work. You understand? Yeah, yeah. They have like they're still they doing arm drags and wrist locks. Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah they're, nothing's they're nothing's intense. Yeah, they're <laughs> fucking each other every single like match and whatever, and they're not. They're like, this is just like a competition, you, you know. It just makes no sense to me. And that's why I just said it was so bad for so many reasons. Because when is this going to get personal, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's Philadelphia for Christ's sake, so whatever, man. Fuck. <laughs> and I, right after I wrote Stevie has to go, I wrote I've had enough of this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and that's the reason why. It's almost just because you just see the same matchups every single week, and they're not yeah. getting any better. I'm not saying they're getting worse, but they're not getting any better either. And that's like on yeah, my I notes. I put, I put like, I, I don't mind Tony Stetson. I like Tony. He's not bad. I could do with the very winners. But the Super Ds are just there. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing... They're just there. There's nothing mm-hmm. intriguing about yeah, that. I, I agree. I agree. I think St- I think Stetson's probably the most. Um, I, I mean, I hate to use this word, lack of a better word, like salvageable. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, of the four. But yeah, I saw. I, I think I saw more potential in Stetson than I did um, any, pretty much anybody else. Yeah, pretty saying much. <laughs> you say that ain't saying much. <laughs> well, I mean. I mean, you, you know, have you really? If you think about it, the Super Destroyers could. I know, I know, I'm getting into minutia here of shit that really doesn't matter. But you have that gimmick of these two big masked heels with their shit manager. You know, I mean, it's it's not the same thing. But obviously, you're going for kind of a demolition kind of thing. And to kind of what you're saying, Chad, mm-hmm. you could do much more with that. You could make them more. Give them more mystique. Give them more mystique. Give the give the faces, you know, give the heels more heat instead of like you said, just they're going out there week after week, just having a basic match like they're not in a feud. They're taking arm drags. <laughs> yeah, <they're>, uh, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. They're bumping. I mean, I, I mean, I, you know, it's okay to bump, but bump for the right fucking reasons, for Christ's sake, you know. It, it, you're, you're, oh, Doug, the one Super D is Doug Stahl, a guy that I know. You know, they're doing a tackle, drop down, step over, uh, 
hip toss or whatever. What like you shouldn't be bumping for Larry Winters in the first fucking eight <laughs> seconds. Just, just stop. It doesn't. It doesn't work that way, you know. But yeah, but but I don't think nobody in that territory who was a local guy. Plus, it was a different time, man, and that's that's why I feel bad about beating these guys up because it was a different mm-hmm. time. There mm-hmm. wasn't a, a ton of indie guys that were big names that could teach people how to do shit. So it was kind of learn on your own, or you're learning secondhand from somebody who was was, you know, a kind of star. Right. You know or, you're I mean? in, or you're in the ring with a guy like Snooker and Morocco who doesn't give a shit. Yeah, and, you I mean, know, you're not going to learn nothing. You're not going to learn nothing working with them guys, and it, and it and it's sad. Like you know, like I said, it, it's as great of an honor as it was to wrestle Jimmy Snooker for me. It was the worst match of my career. Like it was just so sad for me because I was so disappointed. Like that's it. You know what <laughs> I mean? Yeah, that that really that's it. And that match, that match is on one of these shows, right? Coming up, like it's actually on one of the shows. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's on okay, there. okay. Well, I was, I was, I was going to say if you want, if you wanted to elaborate on it, but we'll, I guess we'll wait till then. I know last time, the, the one time you were on, we can't wrestle. You were elaborating on it, and that's when my computer crashed, so you didn't get to finish the story. So that's a, that's a cliffhanger for everybody for when that. Yeah, it's show. coming up. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So now, anything else on the on this shit? I mean, we had no. the fuck. We had the fuck finish, you know, with the foreign object or the foreign object you didn't see. I don't even know if it existed, but uh, an apparent foreign object finish here. And then Sal Balomo cut a promo, and it was and stupid. I wrote, and I wrote, "What? <laughs> I have no idea. I got What the fuck is he talking about? What is going? It's a what you got, but it's a what I'm a got, and you're gonna give it me." And he was like, "Fucking Chico Marks here, like Ultimate Warrior." Would have been like, "What the fuck did that guy just say?" <laughs> Sal Malomo's like, "Get you, get you tootsie frutsie, get you tootsie frutsie." Ultimate Warrior would have been like, "That guy's fucking off the rails, man." <laughs> as soon as he started talking. I, I just yelled out like, "Oh my God, Sal Palomo!" And then, when, and the more he started talking, I'm going, "Wow, this is like a this is like a pre-tape promo, so they're going to give him some time, and this might not even be the first take." And then I wrote, "This, is, this can't be good, right?" And, and that's what and, the and, other ones were like. Yeah, imagine what they had to go through to pick that one, and um, I, I it just. I, I literally, it amazes me that I can't believe that Sal, they couldn't figure out a better way to use Sal Bologna. Like, he was way underbooked in ECW, and I don't know his whole entire personal story or whatever. I don't, I don't know anything about his personal story. But I was just thinking, like, for somebody who lives local like that, you know, who has a relatively name, mm-hmm. why, couldn't, why couldn't he be used better? Like he was just like maybe he just didn't give a shit. I don't. You know, I have no well, idea. And with that look, at that point, with the look that he had, and I mean, you guys may think I'm completely out of out of my league here saying this, but with the look, at least you could have done. I mean, would it have been good? I don't know. <laughs> but you could have done like a crazy Pampiro Furpo or. <laughs> Or Bruiser Brody or something like that, you know. I mean, I'm not again. I'm not saying it works, but you're at the Cabrini College. Fucking throw it against the wall, yeah. Throw it against the wall and see if it works instead of this goopy shit. (laughs) Just, I mean, just imagine. I mean, because honestly, there's no, there's no story that I know of 
of when Sal Balomo went crazy, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> because that was Sal Balomo. You know, mm-hmm. that guy was goofy, you know? So when he wrestled for the WWF, when he came in, uh, and I, I believed what I saw on television, I guess, that he was just this nice guy. And I guess years and years and years of being, you know, underappreciated in the wrestling business, he just went crazy. Well, that would be his gimmick. If right. you were allowed to show, like, uh, I guess you couldn't show WWF footage, but if you could find some sort of, like, independent footage or wherever you worked, mm-hmm. and you show him with a clean-cut look in the ring doing donkey kicks, you know what I mean? And a, <laughs> yeah. the, knuckle, the knuckle, whatever, springboard things, whatever he does. And, um, yeah, you show that, and then you just fast-forward and show him looking at him now. You'll be like, dude, I get it. This, you guy, know? this guy was he used to be really cool, and then he went off the rails. Yeah, he's retribution. <laughs> this is retribution. This is Sal Balomo, and and he's right there in Philadelphia, right? He's right there. I, I don't I don't know. He must not have been really into it. I, that's what I I'm guessing because I, I'm 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 assuming Todd loved him, and I think Todd loved him, and that's why he was used as much as he was. And maybe he just didn't even want to be used anymore. You know, I don't know the story. But I thought he was better than what he was booked. And yeah, I don't know. I just like I said. I think that I think you're right. They missed the ball. They should have. I mean, I don't know a lot about Sal. I mean, all to be perfectly honest, all I've ever seen is what I've seen on like old primetime wrestlings or Tuesday Night Titan or whatever. I've never seen anything. I don't even like. Did, did he wrestle in the late '70s in the WWE? I, I don't know a lot about him to be honest. Not really. No, he just wrestled no. overseas. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I mean, essentially, you have you have clay there that you could have molded into something that wasn't this. Um, well, we yeah. have Sal Balomo. We have, we have <laughs> Sal Balomo against our ECW champion, the Sandman, Aaron. Uh, <laughs> um, it, it's it's terrible. <laughs> um. You're being too nice, Aaron. Oh, you're giving it too much credit. And and Sandman hits one of the weirdest goddamn drop kicks I've ever seen in my entire life. What the fuck was that? And, and the way he they shot a rib. He took out not, a rib. I, 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 don't, I don't feel right sometimes knocking professional wrestlers because I have. I'm not a wrestler. I never was going to be. I never could be. I have a no athletic bone in my body. But that fucking dropkick was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> and the way they shot it made it even more weird. Yeah. It was what the fuck underneath. Was that? <laughs> well, they shot it perfectly. That's the way they shot it. Like, he, 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 uh, no, see, I totally disagree, man. That was one of the greatest dropkicks ever. <laughs> because, like I just said, like the one, the one foot broke one of his, one, one of his ribs and the other foot may have broken his kneecap. <laughs> it was just, it was, his feet were just all over the place. <laughs> it was God great. Damn. It was this, this whole fucking segment was goddamn garbage. <laughs> <laughs> the promo, the drop kick, the fucking finish was stupid. Peaches, peaches like, Sal Lomo doesn't here. know he's getting counted out. He's been wrestling for twenty fucking years, <laughs> and he doesn't understand he got counted out. It's like Jesus Christ. Well, and then yeah. that weird, like the weird spot where I put here, um, 
why why are we doing this pin spot for 35 seconds like what was that do you guys know what i'm talking about i mean he's just like he's laying on top of him pinning him but act, they're kind of acting like it's a submission hold and it was really weird i didn't quite understand what was going on yeah. there i'm pretty sure i wouldn't put the dishes away <laughs> at some point during this because i don't have any of this in my notes so no i just probably knew how bad it was going to be because it just looked it just looked bad for, for the drop after the drop kick was probably about when i decided that i gotta do my chat chores and i got up and i well, went put this away or something this match was a harder chore to get through than any chore you had to do my friend <laughs> yeah <laughs> It, it was a doozy. It, it was. It, it was, it was <laughs> a doozy. <laughs> <laughs> Throwback. <laughs> yeah, but that's uh, that's. It sh- I put down here about the thirty second pin spot, and then it was a really shitty finish. And like Aaron said, Sal, you've been wrestling how long? And uh, you just leave the ring and go shake, try to shake some guy's hand in the crowd, and then wonder why you got counted out. So apparently they're planning a seed for a Sandman heel turn here because how would he accept a victory like that from our great analyst Jay Sully? Well, I mean, fun. yeah, he's a great analyst. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I wouldn't even worry about what Sal Bolomo has got going on. I would worry about the um, what the what the number one contender for the ECW championship. The Rock and Rebels got going on. That's what I was going to say. He's coming up next. Yes, he oh. is. Aaron's against man. One, other, other against than, one of my favorite, one of my favorite guys, and I can't wait to tell you. I can't wait to tell you why he's my favorite guy. <laughs> but other than other than obviously Eddie and Terry Funk, who are superstars, Rock and Rebels the the highlight of this show. So the highlight of this company so far, in my opinion. Love me some Rock and Rebel. Honestly, I'll say this about Chuck. For that time, that was 93, and for the body and the size that he had, I really can't believe he didn't get a job in Atlanta. You know, how mm-hmm. how they had them guys doing them, you know, the weekly job guys, you know. I mean, yeah. who knows? I mean, Chuck could have been could have been talent, but, well, you know, well, remember, the, remember the gambler and all them guys? He's well, much better than, uh, he's much better than, like, Larry Santos or What's whatever. You know, no, what? no, no, no. Not Mr. Wrestling Larry Santos. No. <laughs> I disagree, sir. Well, wasn't wasn't uh wasn't this also the time on WCW where they were doing the the little challenge thing that like Rob Van Dam came in for and stuff where they had like the couple of underneath guys fight each other. You know what I'm talking about, guys? Or yeah, like, the Battle of the Underdogs. That's what yeah, the Battle of the Underdogs thing. Rebel Did probably w- could have been a part of that. Yeah, they had, and I think it was on um, Bill Watts. Bill Watts did it, and after Bill Watts left, they they cut it. That's when Van Dam oh. came in as Robbie V. If Bill Watts did it, then it had to be good. I don't remember it, but it had to be good. <laughs> but yeah, they would just have they would have a couple of unknown guys fighting like a challenge match or whatever every week, and you know the next the next guy gets to wrestle next week or whatever. I don't remember exactly how it was structured, but um, they probably could have brought Rebel in to be a part of that, Aaron. Yeah. No, I actually I, I disagree. <laughs> I, no, I, this is not nothing against Rebel. I just don't think he was good enough to be in that in that uh, tier of talent. I think he was a good supporting role. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's a he's a good guy for Rob Van Dam to showcase against. He's a good guy. You know what I mean? 
he's a good talent for a guy like I don't know um, Ultimo Dragon to showcase against. Mm-hmm. He's See, not a good guy. That, he's not a guy that I think has enough talent that you could put you know strap the rocket to his back and push him. So but, he's a know, he's he, a He's a George South or a Barry Horowitz. Well, that's what those that's what those underdog matches were, Chad. They were like they they take those two guys that you know, like a Larry Santos and a and a like um, just trying to think of a like a gambler or whatever, and they they just let them have a match for like ten minutes on TV just to showcase the two guys, and then the next week they just be back to jobbing again. But it was it was just a it was a little weird thing that Bill Watts did. Yeah, I don't. I have to go back and watch it. If it's on the net network, I'll check it out. You're on. But, it's on a lot of the Saturday nights that are on there. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe I'll watch it tomorrow night then. Yeah, just ignore the ignore the music WWE puts on there. Oh, they really screwed <laughs> it up. Well, that like the uh, the intro and outro music for the show. It isn't the original, and it's it's like this campy like local access late night. TV show kind of music, like that kind of stuff. Yeah, sometimes they do that, though. Um, so Rock and Rebel cuts a promo here, and Tigra does a thing with her fingernails. Well, there, there was a promo first before the match? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Rebel cut a little you promo. Mu- you must have still been putting them, you must have been drying them glasses. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, I, I literally just wrote Re- Rebel versus Ernesto was great. But I mean, I didn't write anything but the promo. Oh my god, I must have missed the rebel promo. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm kicking myself in the ass. And to me, Ernesto Benefacto <laughs> sounds like a rib name, like a like a joke name. Like that that means something. <laughs> he's my he's my favorite human being because he saved my life. All right, we need like, to know he, that story. He he literally saved my life. His name on on this show was what? It was Ernesto Benefactio. Okay. Well, a couple months down the road when we get to like later on, I think it's around October, when they brought in Stan Hansen hmm. is when I, I had first started working there. And I go into the fucking locker room and then for I don't know why, but I looked at the sheet that was on the on the back of the door and it said Stan Hansen versus Chad Austin and I said you fucking gotta be shitting me I I was like there's fucking no chance there's no chance this is gonna happen no way I'm not doing this and and that was a shoot no there was no way and then like I I went and I went to meet um, I went to find Stan and I said hey look I'm the guy that you know you're Jesus working tonight I, I even felt bad saying that working tonight, Jesus working over. And, <laughs> and, uh, he just said, listen, um, before we go out there, I just want you to know that I can't see what I hit and I hit what I can't see or something because he was blind. And I went, Oh, this is fantastic. Right. <laughs> this is unbelievable. And I, the whole entire time I was shaking in my boots and I go back like 20 minutes later and I go back to the door. And I look, and my name was crossed out, and it said Hervey, but Hervey Benicio, which was <laughs> Ernesto. They, his name became Ernesto Benicio. And if you watch on the beginning of the opening, he was the guy who got hogtied to the ring post by Stan Hansen. <laughs> like that was going to be me. 
Like literally, and I was like, "You fucking saved my life!" And stand in and beat the beat the shit out of this fucking kid. And I was like, "Thank fucking god." <laughs> well, thank you, thank you, uh, Ernesto, for all you did for Chad yeah. that night. <laughs> thank you. You know what? He, he never came back. I bet he did. Well, because as he was being beaten on the fucking ring post, his name probably turned into like Ernesto, like fucking defend, like defecano, because he's like shitting himself. Aaron, I, Aaron, I totally, I totally agree. I think somewhere, I think somewhere in there, there's a rib on on his name. Yeah, I, Ernesto I, Benefacto I, is a fucking rib name. I don't or, speak no Spanish. I don't read no Spanish, but that's a fucking rib name somehow. <laughs> or even even his other name when it was uh, 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 Renesto Beneficio. Like there's, be, got, uh, there's a joke in there somewhere. There is a joke somewhere in there. I just it's don't like know above it. my fucking head, but there's a joke in there. <laughs> and Stevie maybe the guys that do that, maybe the guys that do that TV show on Viceland can figure out the story <laughs> behind that. Like. Uh, her Herveste Beneficio. Uh, who is the guy that Paulie's like a ribbon? Because I know who the guy. I know who the guy Mikey Whipwreck is. I know who the rib on that is. Really? That's uh, Mikey Whipwreck is a rib is a rib off a local Maryland promoter, Dennis Whipwreck. Like ECW, they they needed Dennis Dennis's license. To run a show somewhere like right on the Maryland line, mm-hmm. and Dennis somehow fucked Paul out of money, and um, we were doing a TV tape, and, and and Mikey was uh he was there with me, we were all there, and um he was going out there, and Paul was like, "What's your name?" and he said, "Mikey something," and then he yelled out, "What's your last name?" and he was trying to find somebody like a jabroni, and Ian Ryden said, "Whipwreck." <laughs> As a rib to Dennis, yeah. So that's mm-hmm. how he got his name. I never knew that. Never. Knew well, I mean, that. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't even think Mikey knows it. Honestly, <laughs> he I mean, know I, how he got the name. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I mean, I'm sure somebody probably told him sooner or later, but mm-hmm. I don't think he knew it right along. You know, I don't know that. He didn't. Uh, he didn't understand why he knew. He knew how he got the name, but he didn't understand why he got the name initially. So this was a this was a decent uh, enhancement match, I guess you'd call it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, our, the guy like Ernesto, you just beat him up like that, and, yeah, and Rebel had a hell of a spinebuster at the end of it. Yeah, that that was the finish, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That was a that was a good finish. I'll give Rebel that because he didn't like he didn't go too far. You know, he didn't try to pick him up, and he didn't have to. You know what I mean? Right. Just yeah. beat the fucking guy. Uh, but I, but I wrote like literally like is this like last week? Because <laughs> it just seems like it's Rebel is doing the same thing every single you know mm-hmm. the same stuff, man. Well, he's cut his he cuts his promo on Sandman when he's already had his shot at Sandman, so he blew that off. But apparently, it's still continuing. I don't know. Um, we've got Tigra involved in this again about three times in the show, making her her evil claw hand. It's the claw from Tigra. I don't know her story. Don't know anything about her. Yeah, she eventually, she eventually, she eventually fades away. <laughs> yeah, thank she God. The, she went back to the pole. 
I'm not even sure she knew what her story was. Like she, she may have just been hanging out there, and somebody said, "Hey, you want to go to the ring with these guys?" Sure. Can you do a claw? Yes, I can. Yeah, they saw her nails. I don't, I don't know. This was, this was not. Yeah, I mean, like for a squash match, it was, it was pretty good. It was probably say, I would say, it was probably some of the best stuff I've seen Rebel do. Like as far as you can see, his true talent as how smooth he was delivering the moves mm-hmm. by killing Hervé Renesto. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, other than that, it, it's, you know, it's getting late into the show and it's like, this is what we got. Come on. Yeah, this- <laughs> well, now we've got a, a segment with, uh, Jay Sully and Todd Gordon at ringside with our friend, Mr. Robbins, the third oh. and this, uh, this whole contract situation, um. Okay, so let me break this down for you, folks. They are going to uh, what our friends, Mister Winters and Mister uh, Stetson, are going to put their hair on the line against uh, the Super D's if they can get another another match. And Hunter Robbins is the worst manager in pro wrestling history because how quickly does he sign this contract? <laughs> Worst manager I, I, ever. <laughs> I don't know. What the fuck? Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what Gilbert's thinking at this point. Like, why are they? I mean, are they just rushing to get this over to get these guys out of here? You know, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But this was just like, come on, seriously. Yeah, you know, I. I don't how, does, how does Tommy Cairo fit into it? Like. You're going to be handcuffed to Tommy Cairo. It's like he's had nothing to do with this feud. <laughs> I mean, he made it to the semifinals in a TV title. Tournament. I know, but he has nothing to do with the Super D's. That's in winter shit. Like, and Tommy Cairo's just out of the blue. He's like, oh, yeah, you're going to be tired. You're going to be handcuffed to this guy. It's like, Fuck. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I just, I've, I've had enough of the Super D's against Stetson. And win winners, and I could care less if I see what the two super D's look like, or if I see the two ball heads. Yeah, yeah, bald, yeah, it's 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 bad. Really yeah, bad. I, I I could care less about either one of them. To tell you <laughs> the truth, uh, yeah, it's not good. I mean, no. but the, the the one thing I was looking forward to was I didn't know if, if they were gonna if they were gonna drop it, but since it was the last taping of that thing. That we that we had like a suicide br- a blondes promo again. Yeah, so that was pretty. That was I was I couldn't wait for that because I you know Candido I, I was never a huge I don't know like we we were friends personally but we were also kind of enemies personally and I always thought he was talented. I always thought he was talented, like really really talented, and um and yeah, but I just was like man. I was just glad to see him get this gimmick started, but I I knew that Johnny Hotbody wasn't the right guy. He wasn't the right guy for this. It, it could have been the right guy for him to get his foot in the door, but I didn't think it was the right guy for for him to make this this uh, um a more successful tag team. I don't know. They, what you, they, what they didn't really they didn't really mesh as a team, in my opinion. Hotbody's very uh, awkward. Like everything about him to me is just awkward. 
Who Johnny Hopbody? Yeah, his 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 look and his movements and I don't know. To me, everything about him is just awkward. I don't know. That's the best word I can use to describe it because I'm not trying to shit on him or anything. I just yeah, well in my in my world we would consider him awkward because he he hits you know he takes like a couple extra steps hitting the ropes. He you know he he positions himself in 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 unique different ways. You mm-hmm. know like you know. There's all you know feeding. You feed to a buckle. You feed to the ropes. He would always feed to an odd spot, mm-hmm. and you would have. And it just it just looked it, it looked real, but it looked weird, <laughs> you know. And <laughs> you used to seeing it the way you see it. And the thing I didn't like was he was like, "I'm going to go by my Christian name, Jonathan Hotbody." <laughs> of course. I mean, why wouldn't you? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> like on, on his birth certificate, his last name is Hot Body. Tell me about my real name, Jonathan Hot Body. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Well, speaking of, speaking I mean, at least Kidnito was taller than somebody. I can say that. Yeah. Yeah, but how big was Johnny Hot Body? Jesus Christ! Yeah, he was like a fucking. Fire hydrant. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, he, he, like, you know, he had to have been like 240 pounds, but like five sticks. <laughs> felt like a fucking fire hydrant, man. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, you know, it had to have been Jonathan Hydrant. Jonathan Hydrant. Jonathan Hydrant body. That's his Christian. That's his Christian name, Jonathan. Jonathan Hydrabody. <laughs> Watch me explode in the ring. It, it had it had to be hard to bump like that, man. I mean, that's just that's a lot of weight to have to for somebody that. I mean, that's just not. This is not a, like I'm not goofing on the guy. It's mm-hmm. shoot, like it has to be a lot a lot of weight to get up from. You know, when you're taking bumps like that. I'm not even saying John. I don't even think Jonathan Hotbody was bad, or I'm not knocking his work or anything. But I just the the team didn't work for me. These two oh, guys I, I, to me I didn't look like they would belong together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like realistically, well, I, mean, I don't think these guys would be friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In my opinion, I don't think I don't think Hotbody worked up to Candido. Yeah. I think I think Candido was clearly going to was was designed to be the star, and if you want to attach yourself to that star, you have to work up to that star, right? And be as, as good as him. And, and you know, Johnny Hotbody was just a, just a step below. You know, who's to say it couldn't? Have, if you know, in a few months, years, whatever, it couldn't have happened. It could have, but at this point, no. You're right. It was just not the best um, the best pairing. But I mean, what else are we going to do? I mean. I don't know. Fuck. You have to I, use I, the- I, I could have swore Christopher Michaels was was in that. I think he was later. Oh, so it may have happened. Yeah. Oh, Chris, yeah. I'm, yeah. Chris Michaels winds up in this team. You mean? I think yeah. so. Yeah, maybe you're right. I think because I think yeah, I think you're right. I think they wind up being a three man kind of thing or something. Or Candido leaves. Or I don't know. I don't know exactly what the whole deal is. But we'll find out, won't we, in future episodes? That's why we do this. Um, I put down that the Hot Body Cairo main event of this show was clumsy, to say the least. And I like Tommy Cairo, but I think I think this was clumsy. It just looked. But well, at least, at least they're trying to blow off something that they started. At least, true, true. Cairo and Hot Body. Mm-hmm. 
But I, and, I just want to. I mean, obviously, Cairo's got to move along to be the guy that's handcuffed to Hunter Q. Robbins, so he has yeah. more important things to do. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. He's got yeah. He's got to worry about that thing. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 we, we can't I, have I continuity. Wanna... We can't have continuity in our main event angles. But we better have continuity in the Johnny Hot Body Tommy Cairo classic <laughs> feud. <laughs> yeah, he, priority, it, it, man. That's true, man. I, I just wanted to know: Is did Tommy Cairo ride his bike to in, in his wrestling gear like that when he got there? Because like, how many times has he ha- he wrestled in the last five weeks? I don't know, five times. Yeah. And he never so, had that outfit on. So he, he takes his outfit off and he wrestles and he goes back into the locker room and then he has to come back out again at Cabrini College and he has to he has to put on his uh his biker gear again like <laughs> did he just wear that from where he you know lives he wore the you know the chaps and the best and his wrestling gear just you know, just, you know what the fuck he he wears the, he wore it so much that I just why don't I just keep it on. I'm just gonna wear this. This is my outfit today. Yeah, because I got to wrestle five more times. <laughs> well, so I, I, I this is the we're approaching the um the end. Of, as you said, did you say it's the end of Cabrini College? Yeah, I, I believe, believe so. so. Yeah, because they say the they say the TV taping is well. It might yeah. not be. It might not be because I think the crawl on the bottom said the TV taping is May 14th, and this show. Aired on the fourth. I'd have to go back and look, because if so, that means we have at least two more shows out of this. God state damn it! There's no, there's no chance. There's no chance. God there's damn there's you! No God damn you! Unless, 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 honestly, damn you unless, to hell, Nate. Unless you take into consideration the Paulie factor, because. Remember how Paulie used to shoot them vignettes when he had that fake door mm-hmm. that had yeah. like people's names on it? Well, they were all post-produced at the TV studio. You know, right? You, you might be right. We might have uh, one or two of them shows coming up where there's Paulie vignettes mixed in with the rest of the program, kind mm-hmm. of thing. You know, I mean, but please help me. Don't be the Cabrini College. <laughs> Any, anymore, and, and I hope nobody ever runs Cabrini College anymore. You, not only I have you, a feeling, I have a feeling Cabrini College has been like defunded and is no longer a school. It's not accredited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's not a thing anymore. It's, a, it's an online school now. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's uh, the Southern New Hampshire University. Yeah, it's like that <laughs> Phoenix Phoenix College or whatever. Fuck yeah, that's it, it, done. Uh, yeah, I, I hope. Um, it's like, give I, us yeah, twenty bucks, we'll make you in a mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> Learn a trade, son. Learn a trade. So overall, what did we give this show out of our? I guess our five star rating here. I gave it two, two stars. <laughs> I'd say two. Well, what what were the what were the last the, the previous shows? Another gunshot. Oh, thanks. I've, what were the the last couple shows rated? Were they I've, rated? Given, I've given the last couple at least a three to three and a half. I gave oh, this really? one a two. You yeah, was, you thought this was a step back? I did, and the reason I say that is because the only things that I really enjoy, okay, there was stuff that I enjoyed in this show to laugh at or to to 
roll my eyes at or whatever. But the only stuff that I really enjoyed in the show that was that pleased me as a wrestling fan was probably Terry Funk's promo and probably the Rock and Rebel match. Other than that, I thought the show was clumsy. It was poorly edited. Um, there wasn't a lot of great promos. I mean, that Belomo thing was a fucking nightmare. Um, <laughs> Hunter's a nightmare. I just, I didn't like this show very much. <laughs> Hunter's a nightmare. <laughs> or a train wreck. One of the two. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to go against both you guys. I'm, I'm going to give it a, um, you said, you, you both said two. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it was a probably two and a half. Well, you gave it a little more credit. A little more credit because, because I, I like some of the promos. I liked the promos. The matches were like we were talking about earlier. the The promos are great, but the matches were just. Uh. Yeah, and I also agree the editing was all fucked up. You know, it was all over the place. I agree <laughs> about that, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> the, 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 the guy that edited the guy that edited this show was like. Jesus fucking Christ, how many more weeks from this fucking show do I have to put into this? Yeah. <laughs> do I have to make into an hour of TV? He graduated from Cabini College <laughs> while he was putting the fucking TV shows together. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I would say it was slightly better than um, the previous shows. Just don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not really saying it was fantastic or anything. But you know what I mean? It was. I thought it was good because I like the promos and I, I like the direction they were going. Mm-hmm. I thought they were going to something, and you can see that there's a there's a there's a direction about to change some, somewhere in the next couple and, months. And I said something earlier when Chad and I were talking. I don't know if it makes sense, but I think that some of the creative direction of the show was over reaching the talent that was trying to do it. Does that make sense? Yeah, you're 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 booking for you're booking for a higher quality of talent than you have. They they've been doing that since week one. <laughs> no, yeah, that's not, I, I think it, not, I just think it really really sh- I think it really showed on this broadcast in my opinion. All right, all right take take this. Remember when the rebel broke the Sandman's uh, surfboard over his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Just say, what if you would have had Terry Funk and Jerry Lawler doing that? Wouldn't it that have looked? Like, wouldn't it looked a, a whole lot, a lot better? Yeah. Just, yeah. just the way it been set up. Terry Funk also wouldn't have tried to ride the surfboard into the ring. <laughs> you don't know Terry Funk. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, yeah. No, I mean, do you understand what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah. Definitely, just the you, whole entire presentation, the way the whole entire thing, yeah, you're expecting a whole lot of guys that, that only have you know x amount of you know of talent. So yeah, mm-hmm. I understand. So and uh, next week, as I always do, we will. Uh, unless you guys had anything else on this show, I'll preview next week's episode. The description on the WWE Network is going to be obviously it's May eleventh, nineteen ninety three. While Terry Funk prepares for his confrontation with Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert, the merger of Hot Stuff International and Polly Dangerously's Dangerous Alliance spells trouble for ECW President Todd Gordon. The Rock and Rebel and Tigra, oof, 
face Miss Peaches and ECW champion the Sandman in a mixed tag team match. All this and much more on next week's edition of ECW. Oh, I hope the much more is better than what you said. <laughs> yeah. should be like, all this and much less on the next ECW. <laughs> well, I mean, we have we have we have our we have our amazing uh, title versus hair match coming up next week with uh, Tommy Cairo involved for no reason, no apparent reason whatsoever. No reason whatsoever. <laughs> All right, guys. Any parting words before I get to my shameless plugs at the end of the show? It was another good show here for the thirty-two, the twenty-three hundred pod. I'm dyslexic, I guess tonight. I, I just say I, I think I think we're starting to hit a turn here. I don't know how, how big of a turn it is or how significant it is, but well, I, I mean looking look, looking at the matches for next week, one of them is Canadian Wolfman versus Wildman Belomo. So that'll be fun. Well there we go. Like I said, I don't know how big of a turn it is. But I think ready, Chad. Or what or what street it's turning down, but it's turning nonetheless. Swans and a Rittner. <laughs> Turn down Sad Street in Atlanta, GA. <laughs> but everybody, I want to remind you to, if you have not, follow Chad on Twitter. Chad, what is your Twitter handle, sir? Uh, my Twitter handle, I haven't changed it yet, so it's my original one. It's Chad Hoover Demera. And on Facebook, um, I have my other, my real name is Chad Austin Demera. So there you go. Follow Chad on Facebook and on Twitter. Aaron, of course, has his his own Facebook group, Trading Chops, which is um, which is a funny ass group, guys. If you want to go join that, growing. And of course, the We Can't Wrestle podcast, um, the We Can't Wrestle podcast group. Um, Aaron actually has a tournament going on in the group right now, a tag team tournament. Okay. You can come into our group and win free things. You can watch uh, Archie Mitchell and Kyle Army do 60 Minutes or Less on Sunday or Monday night talking about the modern product. Plus, of course, the We Can't Wrestle podcast, which uh, is my pride and joy, along with this one uh, that we do every single week talking about various topics. As of like next week, our topic is going to be we're going to review WWE Judgment Day 2002. Um, and coming up soon, we are all going to do our top 10 favorite, prof- or our, what we think are the top 10 pro wrestlers of all time. Not necessarily our favorite, but bell to bell in the ring, even if he's not my favorite, who is, who do I think is the greatest pro and, wrestler? And I'd like to say time. this. Um, the top 10 pro wrestlers of all time. Chad, you want to join on on that one? Oh, I'd love to do a round table on that. Okay. Cool. 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 Well guys, unless you have anything else, we'll sign off for this week's edition of the 2300 pod. I'm good, man. Well, I want to thank my co-hosts for being here with me again, and we will see you next week as we will review the edition of ECW from May 11th, 1993. As we, as we continue our trek to get to those golden years of ECW right now, we're kind of in the bronze or silver years. We're in <laughs> the, we're gonna the, the, the Tupperware years. Tupperware years. This is the Tupperware that got like spaghetti put in it. You know, 
<laughs> You'll never get yeah, that out. It's, it's, it's all stained and bumpy and bumpy and shit. You can't do anything. <laughs> but about we all it. know. We, we all know it gets better. Scrub, 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 scrub. Yes, and not that it's not, not that it's not fun. Still there. <laughs> it's not that it's not not that it's not fun talking to you guys about these shows. I have a blast every week, and I hope the listeners are too. The listenership is showing that we are growing. And uh, that being said, we will see you next week. Thank you for joining us once again on the 2300 pod. And everyone have a great week. We'll see you next time.